Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys. This is the Community Pub, and we are celebrating today, right? I mean, it's Ash Wednesday, and it's a Wednesday of Carnival. Jeez. Hey, if yeah. y'all haven't been watching that, that's great stuff to go look at, watching the Carnival flows. And listen, I'm I'm definitely been watching more and more of that each year. It's a lot of fun to be participating in. All right, so tonight I am drinking Lone Star. I tried to get a a beer that might go with Ash Wednesday or might go, you know, with, with stuff going down on down there in New Orleans. But the only one I could find by a beta was a Bach and it was a Mardi Gras Bach. And I was like, Nope, Nope. I did uh arrogant bastard and I am done with drinking that beer. So I was like, I'm not touching the Bach and uh, I just, I've never been able to do it. But Lone Star is a nice, good, easy Pilsner, uh, super easy to drink, comes out of, a course, Texas, thus Lone Star. You can find it a lot of times at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Different B-dubs will carry Lone Star. So great beer, usually cheap, really easy to drink. But I'm curious tonight from you guys, uh, we'll go around, you know, Dustin, Brandon, Derek, Nick, thank you guys for all hopping in. And... Uh, Let's let's see. What are you guys drinking tonight? And then how do you guys handle? Let me tell you this story. I was backing out of the post office earlier because sometimes we we get some orders that come out of uh, Hawaii. And uh, if our distributor there, please, if anybody's in Hawaii, go use our distributor. But if you can't use them and you want to buy stuff from us, we've got to ship it USPS. So I'm shipping a USPS. I'm pulling back out and I see this truck coming in. Right. But it's down there a little ways. No worries. And I start backing out. I got to go slow because it's kind of a small parking lot. I'm in the I'm in the Titan. And uh, next thing I know, I've got to back up a little bit and turn around a little ways because he's gotten too close to me. And I'm trying to go the way he's coming at me towards. Right. So I back up all the way and go get into a parking spot so then I can go pool. But what does he do? He comes and gets right in front of me. And he's sitting there tapping a piece of paper like he's waiting on me, right? Sitting there like, come on, man. Puts up his hand. I'm like, oh, hold up, right? Oh, hold on. You did not, right? We've been there. We've had people that scold us, right? And be like, hey, come on, man. Let's go look, right? They're in a hurry, but they're the ones that are causing the problem. So I'm curious, how do you guys handle that? Dustin, what are you sipping on and... How do you handle those bitches in the parking lot? So I'm uh, having a toasty blonde. Pretty good. I love it. Toasty and, blonde? Uh, Where's it from? And this is uh, one of the beards that Shane sent me. Oh, cool. My last one. Uh, it is from oh, Dagum. Where's it at? It is. It's from Dagum? It, yeah, I'm not no. sure where Dagum <laughs> is. That's outside of West Virginia hey, somewhere, isn't it? I, right? I got a Dagum Brewing Company if there was a place. Oh, definitely. No, this one, uh, Arizona Craft Brewers. Um, so, yeah, both of the, the two beers that he sent me, I have loved both of them. And uh, it sucks that they're clear out in Arizona and not going to be able to get any more. So. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> awesome he sent you. That's cool. Yeah, but, man, if I'm having some parking lot traffic trouble, you probably get the finger. 
and uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a little black smoke. Just it just depends on how I'm feeling. More you know likely, what finger are you putting finger. up, huh? Uh, you could probably guess which finger I'm putting up. <laughs> Is that like the number one? Are you doing the pointer finger? You're like number one, number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite cuss word? Oh, you guys should know that. Been on here long enough. Probably fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <huh? laughs> <laughs> especially if i'm having a day like i had today uh yeah yep oh uh, that's Let's funny put out fires yeah that's too funny so middle finger and you're yelling some cuss words <laughs> i get it 100 percent chance yeah oh, yeah God. okay okay so let's go over to brandon all right brandon what about you man you're you're in uh you're in the parking lot, Mio. What's your deal and what are you sipping on tonight? Yeah, uh first of all, I'm drinking Guinness. Uh yes. Good old trusty. Back to it. And as far as the parking lot, I I gotta let loose the tail band tune on the Audi. Just make <laughs> the ground thinking shots are fired, you know, and then I just drive away laughing. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez, Brandon, the Taliban too, man. So the, as far as um, with me, I, I the brewing company near me called Jersey Cyclo, they came out with a new beer called Open Wave, and it actually has like cantaloupe and honeydew hints mm. in it, and it's an IPA. So I figured like, you know, it's gonna be horrible, but it's it's like one of those IPAs that you can just drink and drink and drink, and it's only six percent. So I'm gonna be definitely getting more of this and they have it in cans now normally you can only get it out the top but as far as the parking lot stuff goes i'm pretty standoffish with people like if people are are, are fucking up i'm usually just kind of like like what like i kind of do the hands like what, what do you mean like uh the only time i ever had to yell at somebody is like you know you know when you're going to it's always at the supermarket you're going to leave and there's like a tight like kind of uh, there's two lanes but some people assume that, oh, well, I'll just go in the very middle so that nobody else can turn. So I go to turn, and this guy literally is coming, 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 coming. He honks at me, and I, I literally just put my hands up and then just point at the sign that has the thing going two-lane traffic. And the guy's like, oh, and then he's got – and then now I'm not backing off, so he's got to back up. And I literally just, like, just put my hands up. I don't flip anyone off. I just – I'm I'm just keep going. But I, I'm pretty standoffish here, so I don't have to start shit. Seriously. <laughs> You're standoffish, but you're not throwing the finger up, huh? No, my my, I mean, I know Dustin said his favorite curse, but uh, my, mine is mine. Shit, I'll usually be like, "What the shit?" Like, I know shit's not even a curse anymore now. Pretty much, they have it on Comedy Central now. But I don't know. It's like I'll just kind of throw hands up. My wife even says the same thing, the same shit that I do. Hey, that is interesting. The progression of curse word uh, inside of, you know, I guess society in a sense. You're right. Bitch is a, a word that you can find in today's society on TV or on shows. It doesn't seem to ever be a problem. And you're right. I have heard shit more, too. That is crazy. I think um, it was that, that South Park episode where they used it like 110 times or something <laughs> in the episode. And they had a counter in the bottom of the screen. And oh that God, was a like, good episode. You know, yeah, that was it. That came on. And then now it's anyone can use it. You watch Comedy Central at 12 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. You can hear the word shit on TV. You're like, oh, but now it's like, oh, that's not a curse anymore. No, 
Um, I'm, I don't, I won't really like stand off with anybody in the parking lot. Like in the alpha, it's so new. I've not really had the situation yet. Um, but if I, if I do in that car, I mean, I'm just going to like, look like stand there and just smile at them. Like <laughs> you got to move son. Um, you just kind of laugh at them. But in the mini, like it was never an issue because it's so small. You just do it right around them and <laughs> never an issue. But if they're right behind me and being a butt, Again, the Taliban tune is a great answer for this. I've got the fireballs in the back. Um, the mini shoots flames for more than one reason. Um, I I can melt somebody's bumper given the choice. You know, I can scare some people off. It works great. Um, and tonight, that that uh, fire for that is also fueled by tequila, Lagratona Blanco. Um, and I smoke oh, it with a with a old fashioned smoking kit put like a topper on it and put like wood chips in it and smoke it up. Whoa, whoa. Smoke tequila. Very good. Very good. Wow. Cooking with Nick, taking it to a new level. Oh. I also, like it. That's what I was about to say. Like, geez. Yeah. Wow. He's already got dinner ready. That's crazy. What'd you do? Take the day off just so you could smoke some tequila and uh, make some nachos. Those look pretty <laughs> Smoke <amazing>. some tequila. <laughs> it, took, it took the day off. Oh, yeah, and fried taters. Fried taters? Oh, sir. That's, All right. I see Nick's mom for that one. <laughs> Nick's mom will also be on It's Underscore Grooms. Uh, oh, letting Lord. everybody No, she won't be there. Never mind. Oh, Lord. Uh, you can go there, though, to check out those nachos. They do look great. Let's talk wheels, guys. Let's have some wheel talk because we don't really talk about wheels a whole lot, and wheels can either make or break a car in a sense. Uh, we definitely have seen... All the different cards, and you can go. Sometimes you go, yeah, man, that's just just whew, dialed in, right? Like I love. I didn't at first, but that's why I went black on black with the Jeep, right? I blacked everything out, black the windows, black the wheels, everything's black, right? Love it. It's what I like, and I think it just everything's just clean. But then you see some, and you're like, oh no, how the hell did you pick out those wheels with that car? So. What about you guys, Dustin? What's the worst wheel combination that you've seen? And I'll throw mine out first. I can't stand the white on chrome. And it's the chrome rims that get me. And or what about the, uh, you know, the people that take chrome and they stick it all over their truck? Right? Like Ooh. there's chrome on the sides. There's chrome on the top. There's, and then they got the chrome rims. And listen, I'm telling you, the reason why I'm not a chrome fan is because when I had to clean them back in the day, only real way that you were going to be able to clean Chrome was acid. All right. So it just got a little, little bothersome. Always having to worry about acid. Chrome rims are always spotted. They always had water spots on them. They're just a bitch to always maintain. Just never a big fan of Chrome myself. Dustin, what about you, man? What, uh, what's your worst wheel combination? Uh, so I'm going with anything matte uh, because the brake dust gets just kind of baked in there, and then you're you can only do so much to clean it, right? Um, so matte. Now, how do you clean matte? What do you do? What's your process? Uh, so hyper clean fuego. Uh, we want to we want to pre soak them and then just spend some time brushing them in, and and sometimes we'll do a couple passes on it. You know, we won't just do it once. We'll do it a couple times. And then, uh, you know, do the best we can. Sometimes you could get lucky if you get a deep dish wheel um, and utilize some clay. You just got to be very gentle. Um, 
especially on the mat stuff. But man, it's, we see this big time in the truck, you know, the truck side of things. These guys will run these these wheels and just let that brake dust just bake in there. And, mm. you know, you might see the truck after 60,000 miles and like you can't get that off. No, man. Sorry, your your wheels are they're toast. They're ruined. Um, so yeah, I'm going with those. Anything anything matte on a truck. Um just not a good fit, I don't think. Um <laughs> as for, you know, <clears throat> ugly wheels, I'm going with anything that is that that has multiple colors in it. So like you'll oh. see the black the gloss black wheels and they'll have like blue or red or purple or it's too much um even if you're trying to match it to the vehicle for me i'd like a nice clean look not a bunch of different shit going on but uh yeah yeah that's my thoughts on wheels i'm gonna have to uh second dustin with the uh, mat wheels by far some of the saddest conversations i've had with my customers have been there's nothing i can absolutely do with these but uh unfortunately nick i'm gonna have to hit the test the older Tesla Model X P100D had those turbine matte black rims, and my God, I had a lot of customers that had them, and I just would get so angry trying to clean them because it was just like so many little spokes and stuff in them, and it just was like, why? Why do they put these on? They're like, oh, this shouldn't be too bad to clean. And like Dustin was saying, you had to be real gentle. I wouldn't go too crazy with the with uh, heavy degreasers and stuff. Just had to do a couple passes to try to get them to come back. But I literally had a lot. I had to have a lot of sad conversations with people, but. I will give Dodge a big high five because for some reason, a lot of the Dodges, they have very big spokes and then don't have a thousand of them. So you can literally reach easily clean the barrels. Some on every Dodge I've done lately, I've been like, yes, they're so easy to clean. You can almost stick your hand all the way through the spoke, the, the rim to easily clean everything. And it's always like, good job, Dodge, for making these big spokes. You got to have yeah. them big spokes to haul in big heifers. See? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's like it's the chargers, the rams. Like I just did a 2020 ram and it had these giant spokes. And I'm like, yes, like so easy to clean. You can almost stick your hand all the way through and clean them, even behind the damn calipers. Unlike some of these BMWs where there's like this much space, and you're like, uh-uh, you gotta leave like a little toothpick to get in there. Mm. Dustin, are those heifers that are in the truck or the ones that are in the back that they're pulling? I don't know. We'll leave that up to you to decide. We'll You're you the one that went hogging back in the day, so you know what? Uh, you know, I was going to talk some shit on uh, on your favorite wheel, you know, because I, I know you've got a pair of them rock stars probably on that Titan or the Jeep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was gonna talk some shit, but I was like, "Nah, I better what? hold back." What shit are you talking? What's wrong with my rock stars? They're, they're the two thousands called. They want their wheels back. No, it's no, time to no. upgrade, Marty. <laughs> I've it's done time to work. upgrade. Jeeps and Raptors. They always have those rock. Those rock star rough country with rims on them. I'm like, oh, every time I see them, they're always bad. Yep. It was it was the rock stars and the Dixie Picks. <laughs> I'm thinking it was like 2007 when, when them things come out, and everybody had them, man. Like there wasn't a single truck on the road that didn't have it. <laughs> There's a reason I got a good press on mine, huh? Oh, jeez! <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you could still find them. 
Uh, yeah, no, I got those uh, actually at the dealership that I would do. I was servicing a dealership and I, you know, I was good friends with most service managers at each of my locations. <clears throat> this one was a Toyota dealership and he was a cool dude. And he was like, we were just chatting about wheels and tires and stuff I was looking at. And he was like, dude, I can get you these, these, and I get you them at this price. And I'm like, wait, you can get, okay, done. Right. Like I'm telling you, it was such a great deal. I, I didn't really care what they were. I was like, I'm in. I, I think I got all four wheels and all four tires for like fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, I mean, it was oh yeah. It yeah. was something crazy. Good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it hey, was. I message, was like, I'm in. A message to the ether out there. If you have plastic dip wheels and you ask me to clean them without telling me they're plastic dip, eat my nuts. <laughs> like go home. Go home. You're fired. Um, I thought that I thought maybe that was Brandon's. Huh? I, I I was that was one thing I was gonna say. I was also gonna say uh, brush, metal, <laughs> brush metal wheels anywhere with salt. Um, they always get corroded. They oxidize. They look horrible. I can't stand brushed metal wheels with like black paint or gray paint. They never last in upstate. Nope, not at all. I gotta shoot my own people here for a second too. Um, oh, what happened? For some reason, in in the Tesla community, some people have or like some uh, there's some wheel manufacturer out there that makes copycat versions of the upgraded performance wheels, and they look somewhat similar, but also nothing alike, and they look Never. horrible, absolutely horrible. Some of the worst looking wheels I, I think I've ever seen, and people eat them up. Like I see at least a couple pairs a week, every week. You come in like, uh, why? Like, why? Why would you choose an already shitty design, and then replace it with something cheaper and just looks worse? Like, <clears throat> has anyone ever seen the Porsche Taycan wheels when they first came out? They were like the worst wheels I've ever seen in my life. They're horrible. Are those the ones with the silver, and then they had the black kind of yeah. parts, like in two different colors? I remember seeing a couple. Have you cleaned any? Oh yeah, you can't even get into them. <laughs> the calipers like the calipers like this big on those. Oh, it's like what's like twenty inch caliper or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like ten big. piston caliper. Yeah, Crazy. ten ten pistons. <laughs> now, Nick, what I want to know is what what do you guys are doing with the damn all the Model Threes that just have like the the hubcap covers that make them look fancy? Like <clears> I, I just. I, I have two customers that have Teslas and they have the hubcaps. And I, every time I show up, I'm like, oh, this would be easy, Dick. I can't, you can't get into them unless you pull the hubcaps off or I have to crawl into the car and clean from the other side. And I'm just like, well, it's easy. You just clean the room. What, what do you guys do? I, so for a, for a used car, like, don't treat it like any other wheel. You know, there's still paint on that. You can still treat it like a painted wheel. But for, mm -hmm. for a new car, We got to oh. install them. They come in perfectly clean. Oh, so okay, okay. Spray out, you know, the regular wheel and just install the new ones, put tire shine on, and out it goes. Oh, yeah. So funny that you say that because the the lucids are just like that with the cool hub caps, mm -hmm. arrow caps, and um, you just clean them with spray wax, wipe them down. Yep. They look all right. All the time. <laughs> Kevin, also. so we're talking. We're talking about worst wheels we've seen. You know, I had some of the worst combinations, car or wheel combination, worst wheel that you can't stand. Oh, what about you, man? man? 
You know what? I'm, I'm going to have to go with the spinners, bro. Hated that era. Yeah, I never did. I listen. I know John from Rhineshine used to have spinners back in the day. You bet you. You know that dude did. Dayton knockoffs, man. They were Dayton's. All spokes, man. All spokes. That that spinner side. <laughs> I, I watched a white kid in my neighborhood get his ass kicked over over a spinner. So no, I'm good. They were cool, but no, I couldn't afford them. <laughs> Kevin, why don't you like spinners? Um too trendy to me oh it, it didn't seem real it didn't it was just weird like it, it was like a hot trend i loved watching them man right like you pull up to the the stoplight and somebody would come by with them i'm just like yeah i loved them i loved them maybe that's why i also have rock stars i don't know well, they, had, they had the system that went with it too so it sounded like it looked good look like they were dancing that's why <laughs> exactly you get that escalate that pulls up sitting on 24s and spinners like yeah, but it was it was always better when it was that Monte Carlo that was a piece of crap, but the wheels were spinning, looking nice. <laughs> they got to be easy to clean though, right? Because you just turn them when you, to get the extra spot that you can't see. You would think, except for that bearing was horrible that you had to change them out to a high high uh, temperature, uh, high heat temperature grease. Once you did that, then it was good. But um, I literally watched wheels lock up on a regular basis. And that's exactly why I never went with those, and I just stuck with my. Uh, my my Dayton 13s, I was good. I was good for a while. Dayton's all day. <laughs> Classic. Those must suck to clean, though. I've never cleaned Dayton. Oh, my God. Yes. But, but <laughs> I went through a whole lot of used toothbrushes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm, not fun. Not fun. You know what else is not fun is going into uh, the Facebook groups and seeing the same questions over and over and over and you go okay you know this time i'm gonna hop into some just you know because i still like to go around and see what everybody's doing and i still like to go in and give some suggestions to some guys that have some legitimate questions so let's have a fun little discussion on the top three questions that we non-stop see inside of facebook groups and we will answer to the 100th degree, all the way maxed out in this episode, you will get your answer to these extremely, extremely difficult questions. All right, let's start. Number one question that we see in every Facebook group, minus hyperclean specialist, is, right, I've started my business, and so how do I get customers? I would say that that's outside of hyperclean specialist, but I do think I actually saw somebody post that question once in there too, but it is curious. It's I've always found it fascinating. I'm starting my business. And so I'm going to go into a Facebook group and ask people how I get customers. So, all right, Dustin, you're in a Facebook group. You see this question, you're forced to leave an answer. How do you get uh, you're you're definitely forcing me here. You're forcing my hand. Because <laughs> otherwise, I probably would not leave an answer. Listen, um, my answer is going to be a sign and waving it around and throwing it up and down while you're standing at the, the street corner. That's my answer. So I'm really curious about what your answer. Yeah, I mean, you've got to make a splash in the pond, right? Um, so when you're starting your business, 
my recommendation is you better start posting in some Facebook groups or, uh, you know, beating down the door at the dealership. There's actually a guy in a, um, there's a town called Fairmont right down the road. And there's a gentleman in there, older guy. I don't even think he has a business license because he doesn't have a name or anything like that, but he swears he is the God of detailing cars. And that dude is in there nonstop every single day. And I'll be damned. He gets, he gets some people and he's got some, some people that'll refer him and, you know, you'll see him pop up like I've got an appointment tomorrow, 10% off or whatever, but you can't find anything related to a business name. Don't know if he is, uh, insured or what, but, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, that's what I would do. It seems proven. He's, he's made his point there. He's built up some, some clients. So, uh, yeah, hammer down them, them Facebook groups. If you're trying to get your start. Okay. I got to put my beard down and let you in on a little secret guys. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Got to get them in from your OnlyFans page. Works wonders. Is that for your feet pit? Wonders. I'm telling you. So we don't want to know too much info about your page. Is it your feet? Is it your hair? You know, what is it that you post about? (laughs) Is it on sale? It's his it's his compound splatter picks. That's definitely what it is. Well, it depends on which page you're talking about. No. I have a multifaceted page. Not just the business. I just I just oh, want to see the numbers. I'm sorry, I had to, I I had to see to. the numbers. What's the ROI on that? I want to see that. <laughs> wait, wait, the ROI return. I gotta see what he's getting. I gotta see the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> you know that model like at Cars and Coffee, you know that you know has an OnlyFans and has thirty thousand Instagram followers. You know, if I were brand new and I was like, all right, how am I going to get to 10,000 followers on Instagram and get a huge following to my community? What am I going to go do? Community. I'm going to go talk to the models at Cars and Coffee and engage with the people. Get out there. Make yourself known. You know, go talk with the people that enjoy their cars and are likely to, A, look for a detailer and refer other people to detailers. Make yourself known. Get out there. If like posting a, a, a picture with, um, you know, Brittany, the model, is going to get you more of the customers that you want, do it. Go for it. Get out there. I mean, I'm going to give a legit, like, tip. Like, for me, I mean, I used a um, kind of like a, like a Groupon type service when I first started. But the biggest thing I will tell anyone if they're going to start a business and do that is make sure you document this shit out of every single photo, every single car you do. And you have to understand that you're not going to be making a ton of money initially, but if you exactly. document the hell out of the photos and make like a, like almost like a show. So you go, oh, yeah. you go to a customer's house, you foaming that car down, you're doing, you're out there, you got your shirt on, you got your business name in the back of your shirt and you're going to the doing the nines, getting this car perfect. The customer might suck, but guess what? The neighbor might want to come over and say, Hey, guess what? Like I want to do my car. You charge that customer full price. That's what I, that's how I got started. Honestly, was I would go out, do a little bit. The customers across the street would say, Oh, how much are you doing these? And I would tell them the full price. I didn't, they didn't know that I went out there for the cheaper price, but I ended up, I still have a customer to this day that I got off of doing that. And then now I don't use that service anymore. Cause some of the cars they would send me for <laughs> God, would God, 
you didn't get any photos. You didn't get any pictures. All you knew was that you're making model and the customer's information. So when I showed up, it was a mystery. So I had to learn how to detail cars fast because I would tell guys, Very you can't cool. spend 10, yep. 10 hours at a customer's house. You have to, you only had the four hours to do it. So I had to learn quickly. It's almost like working at a dealership. You had to learn how to do it quickly. So that's like the biggest thing for if you're starting out how to get customers. That's how I did it. Or oh, GSNs and friends' cars, your mom and dad's cars, like, and it makes you document the hell out of that stuff. Derek, was yeah. it uh, was it one of those uh, detailing lead services or whatever? What they used to? Uh, I can't remember. I think they've they've went away since, but I can't remember the name of it. I know I used to get like text so, messages like crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I'll Marty's a cool if I say it on here. So it's um if they're still around and I still get texts from them, but I don't really accept them. But it was called National Detail Pros. So they yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, they'll send you a text message and you you bid and whoever bids the lowest wins. So yeah, you're incentivized to bid stupid low. Oh, that that's what they do out here is express detailers, and they do it out here. The difference is is they don't try to yes. target. They try to go for the better clientele. Um, so like they try to target, you know look at people's website and go, oh, I think that you're a little better. So it's going to be closer to your dollar amount. But then you don't look at the fine print and you realize they're taking 45% instead mm -hmm. of 30%. It's like, yep, suck it. I mean, I mean, it, it worked for me in the beginning. Like I, I just, I would, I was so excited when I first got my business that like I was getting clients like, oh my God, I'm out detailing. And then after a while you start doing, you know, cars with chicken wings underneath the seats and, and all and all then customers, they're nickel and diamond you and you and then at the end of the day you're only getting paid a hundred bucks mm. or something because you bid real low so then you're like you know what like <clears throat> so what i did is i took i knew how much the details were for and then i would just gauge my pricing off of that and then now it's like i don't i, don't, I haven't used that service in i think almost three years now it's just like now it's all referrals and the people that just know what i detail them. the customers i got from that service i just keep them i mean honestly i'm gonna bring it back a step before that phase of your journey. I mean, starting at like, you know, the grimy carpets, you know, you're not making a lot. I would say start with a family friend base. Document that from that point on, just to build a little portfolio. Because um, again, the beginning, the beginning really sets you off. Um, and you're making a couple bucks, do the Nick route. Go get an OnlyFans model. Go for it. Hey, why not? <laughs> That's but like for me, for me, it was it was it was jumping online, printing out flyers that yeah, were free as hell, copy and pasting using a template, it was there, and then printing out a bunch and then literally walking neighborhoods. I'd go drop my wife off at work and then I'd take her car. I go drop off these neighborhoods. I wouldn't get any leads. The next you know, three months later, I'd be like, hey, uh, uh, I got this this uh, flyer in my door. Like, dude, where are you at? Oh, I'm over here. I'm like, dude, I dropped that off like three months ago. <laughs> it was it was free, dude. Like, it, it cost me paper, so five five ninety five for a thing of paper and a free ad. Um, and it didn't matter that it said Vista Print or whatever it was on it because it looked like you know it was professional. So, I guess where I go is is at at the end of the day, no matter what, you got to start at the bottom because. I'm watching literally three detailers yeah. right now that just started this game. They decided that, oh, they're going to swing dicks around and they got these, these nicer vans, got these nice equipment. And next thing you know, guess what? Two of them that I know have called oh, by my equipment. And I'm like, no, good luck though. Because they oh. invest 
way. I grinded the hard way, just like a lot of other people have done. And it doesn't make me better. It's just the hierarchy in any small business. You always have to document. You always have to show that you're willing to put in that effort. And yeah, you only do family and friends for a while because right. eventually for once it's free. It's just for documentation. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's a kid right now asked me this question for the exact same thing. And I told him, you know, Don't do it. Nope, I'm good. Oh, I thought we lost you for a second. You, you kind of went out. Uh, I don't know. Something you're like, I'm out for a second. So, all right, cool. Uh, great talk. Great talk. Because what happens next is when you see this about people and they're saying, you know, hey, what, what do I charge? The next question you see so much, what do right? I right. <laughs> or I think I just said it backwards, right? Uh, I started to tee, tee up my own story and I, I messed it up. After they want to know how to get a customer, what do you always see next, right? Well, what do I charge, right? Whether it's a coding or whether it's a, a new car that they haven't seen, or you've got the, hey, I just talked to this guy that's got a camper. Uh, so I'm going to go on a group and ask people, well, what do I charge? It's the craziest thing to me, right? Like, well, not anybody has, let's go ahead and say this, right? So we all know over there. Nobody in Tulsa has the same, you know, lifestyle, the same cost, the same business model as somebody in New York, as somebody in Syracuse, as somebody in Phoenix, as somebody, I mean, come on, we all know West Virginia is quite a bit different than everybody else. So <laughs> let's let's go hear from him, you know, what? How do you determine, or if you got somebody that said, man, what do I charge? This can be, this can go really boring. So don't go boring on us. Let's not go boring. Let's give something that would be a unique way. If we realize that we could charge or just make it funny and be like, dude, just go do the work and you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's basically what I had to do. Like go do the yeah. work and mm -hmm. figure it out and eventually mm -hmm. i got to the point so you know i when i first started my business uh back in 2015 16 uh i went broke dude like i failed because i i was not a business-minded person i uh, had no idea what i was doing all i knew was how to detail cars and uh so you know i didn't have bottom of the barrel prices but I certainly didn't have you know high prices neither um so i went broke uh, I also did not know what I was doing marketing wise to get, you know, customers, but, um, pricing, look around at other detail shops in your area, your surrounding counties, look at the ones that are well established, see what they're charging. And that's where you should be. Um, you know, give or take within a little bit, but there's a reason they've got those prices. Um, you, you've got to have prices to make money and, uh, stay in business. If you're going to have, you know, these small profit margins, you're not going to be in business very long, uh, especially when you start growing your team and you've got, you know, real estate and overhead and all that good stuff. Uh, the numbers matter. So um, look around, see what, you know, the other successful detail businesses are doing, what their prices are like. Um, I've actually worked with other detailers in my area to help establish their prices and get them where they need to be. So, uh, I'm all about sharing the advice and um, helping people get along. Hey, Dustin, did you help detailers in my area? 
What's that in your area? Yeah, I'm asking because here we have a bunch of prices right companies where you know I take <laughs> a company takes their time, they go through their finances, they go through how much they spend in life and take a while to come up with their price. But then another detailer goes on the, that person's website and goes ten dollars less. Like the price is right when you guess the price, and the next guy's oh. like ten dollars oh. less, and you look up oh. like fuck you. <laughs> no dude i legit told a guy uh you know probably 15 minutes down the road uh he buys some products from me and uh he had some questions like man uh you know check out my website just kind of see <laughs> gotta see where we're at and, and plug it in i mean we we want to detailers should work together it's kind of like you know back you know, 15, 20 years ago, there were only a couple of people that offered window tent in this area, but they were all buddies. So they worked together to keep, you know, the same prices, but, you know, raise them up to where everybody's making a good living. And that's what I try to do is tell people like, hey, let's get our prices up here so we can all make a good living. So you don't have to deal with the price shoppers. Like today, I had the same gentleman, like somebody come get their grandpa and take the cell phone away from him. <laughs> called me from my Google ad three times. Oh no! Me, what do you charge? Oh eight Ram four into <laughs> your you only three times over. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm like, and the la the third time I said, sir, you have called me three times now, and my price is still the same. <laughs> Go down the list. <laughs> and, and this happened last week. I, I think it's I don't know if it's springtime coming up bringing out the price shoppers but like i said if it, if you can work together and build a friendship with some of the other people in your area and say hey guys this is where we need to be let's all make a good living i mean i think it's definitely the the that time of year because i had just had that conversation with a lady uh yesterday same thing she said i told her the price she goes oh, okay and hung up on me and i was like oh okay well price shopping but I booked the guy. I booked the guy uh, two two streets over from me uh, this morning on, on Tacoma, just based on the fact that I have a Tacoma. So it's working. The Tacoma's working. But um, as far as pricing goes, um, I'm kind of what everyone else said. Kind of gauge your pricing based on what's around you. But I also tell a lot of people like you need to if you're going to figure out your pricing, like figure out what how much you need to make if you're going to be away from like your friends and family and stuff. What are you comfortable making? Once you buy all your chemicals, buy your supplies, you know, then once you account for your insurance and everything, once if you're comfortable making a certain amount on the week, like for me, I got I only do it about four days a week. So if I go out and do it, if I'm comfortable making, doing a good weekend, make make however much money I'm going to make. If I'm happy at the end of the day, then I've made enough money because I don't have like the over, but I still got to pay for insurance, still got to pay for you know a truck and stuff. So as long and as those all that's covered, I'm I'm good. But a lot of people are still like like Dustin and all the guys were saying are still very like, oh what are, I don't want to charge too much. If you're worried about not charging enough, like like you were saying, like see what the other guy's charging and then try to match come where in the middle, try to match that. But if you if you're like don't don't try to go to the guy that's charging fifty bucks to do a full detail. So what right. you're making is what I tell most people. But what I, about that I, TikTok video where the guy's like up charge? Oh, oh, sure. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Like, no, I mean, like that's that's where I'm talking, man. Dude, I yeah. have a meltdown 
today. She's like, well, your stage two interior service says it, it include or it has shampooing the seats. And I said, but your starting price is this. And I yeah. was like, well, yeah, but we charge to shampoo those seats. Mm-hmm. And it's X amount. And she's like, oh, uh, it just happened a meltdown. I'm like, oh, boy. Like, there's a lot of vehicles that need our stage two interior service, but they don't need the seat shampooed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, no, yeah. They just want it because it sounds cool. Yeah. And then yeah. in the back, it's like, I got to wait until I get my tax return back. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, some days I just hate being in business. Like, maybe it'd be easier just to have a nine to five and go home, clock out at the end of the night. All right. <laughs> you know, it's a big job. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody's price shopping, just send them down to the Bob Barker detail that went $40 cheaper than your online price. <laughs> the, the, oh, Bob God, the Bob Taylor. Barker detail. Bob, he's gonna punch. He's gonna punch him like for or stage near their dog. You better watch out. Yeah, when someone calls me and asks me what a price is, I said I always tell them the same thing. Hey, have you uh, have you checked out our website? No. Okay. Well, please check out our website because we are not the cheapest in town. Oh, and usually that scares them after that, or they get the attitude going. Oh no, that's not a problem. And then I tell them the price. They're like, Oh yeah, I'll go ahead and wait. Yeah, you know, because I. Still remember the day that I got paid 50 bucks and I made 50 bucks profit. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And I'll never forget that day because I literally had such a bad day doing like four details and they were all shit interiors. They were all bad. And I'm not kidding you. I barely made enough money for gas. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing this? This one thirty end. I just, it was a very light wipe down. I did it. And I'm like, look, I'll do it. But I'm like, I'm, 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 telling you right now, I'm not feeling it. She goes, just do the best you can. And when someone uses the word, do the best you can, that pisses me off because I'm like, no, you want the best. You don't want to pay for the best. So I did it. She paid 50 bucks and she goes, that looks really good. It smells really good. And I said, it's great. So here's my card. I said, if you need me, she's like, oh, I'm going to use you again. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I've heard this four times a day and none of them John, call me. Hold Please on. don't ever call I- Apologize for interrupting you, man, but we were trying to give a, a an advice for if somebody wants to know how much they should charge people. Then figure out what you want to make an hour in a story. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And break it down by that. Because if you want yeah. to make 30 bucks an hour, then you realize that that should make you what you should be, if, especially when people are, are going, they're trying to replace their income because they were laid off from a job, whatever the case exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. So at the end of the day, I always say, Good point. you make 30 bucks an hour, figure out how you can make 30 bucks an hour after your cost, whatever your cost mm-hmm. is. Cool. So yeah. that's what so, I like it. So Kevin? I, I would say, again, mobile detail-minded. I'm using gas, oil, brakes, tires, rubber from the tires. So got to kind of add that in, but skill level match the other guy's price point okay it's a little cool. twisted up too yeah yeah all right so there's one that uh i also laugh at right uh, you've got your customer you got you got your prices figured out but then you got to go clean the car right and it's just hilarious that uh still people want to know well what power washer should i use 
And it's like, hey, oh. you know, there's there's a place called Google. You know, there's there's things that you can go through and look. You know, there's all kinds. But we just love to go have people put out pictures of their power washer so that everybody can tell them why their power washer is the best. So well, we get that opportunity here tonight on the pub. We can finalize and say these are the best power washers on the market. No need to go to a Facebook group and ask. Here is what we use. And I'll, I'll say it for me, uh, if it's gas, because here's the other question, right? People are like, well, is it gas? Or then they'll go, I want an electric power washer. All right, cool. If it's gas, go Honda. Pretty simple. Yeah. Go with a Honda. Yeah. If it's not, you know, you got a couple different options. There's that Kranzel. I know people are are fond of with the electric side. Yeah. They might also have a gas. I'm not sure, but I see a lot of people with the Kranzel. Listen, there were Ryobi at Home Depot. I hundred bucks, 120 bucks, perfectly fine for me. It doesn't put out a high volume of water. It's just enough, right? It's enough. It ain't gonna work for Dustin. Up in West Virginia and all that mud that comes out of those hills. But, hey, listen, for uh, the dirty plains here in uh, the Midwest and what we have in Tulsa. Yeah. So uh, pressure washers, if it, it depends, right? So, you know, shop versus mobile. Um, if you're a mobile detailer, you need to be looking at a Honda gas-powered engine with a triplex pump. Do not get that shitty pump on the cheaper models. You need to spend about 700 bucks to get into where that, that triplex pump is. Um, Cause then you, you don't need to get a separate pump to feed from your water tank to the pressure washer to keep it pressurized. You can just, you know, air bleed it and that pump will carry the, you know, carry the pressure and suck it from the tank. Uh, versus the cheaper ones where you're in that, that you know three four hundred dollar range yes. you're gonna have an issue you're gonna burn through those a lot 100%. Um, and you can you know you can hard mat you can take the one like the simpson it's like a, a 3500 3400 psi um and i think it's 3.2 gallons per minute and you can crank the regulators down uh, that's a solid unit. We've been running it on our mobile skid for two years and it's been setting outside for two winters now and, uh, no problems there. <laughs> Extremely durable might change the oil in it occasionally, but, uh, then as for shop, here's where I'm going to blow your mind Marty. Um, I picked up one of them Ryobis uh, for for the shop because I was going to go real bougie (laughs) with like an AR, but I decided not to. So I have officially had five of those Ryobis warrantied in the last last year. And uh, (laughs) Home Depot, Home Depot stopped me. He's on a list. No more. We cannot warranty these anymore. Even yep. though you have the extended warranty plan, you're going to have to contact Ryobi. Oh, God. <laughs> like, damn, you got to be kidding me. Well, are you telling so, me in a, a warranty company denied your warrant? Are you kidding me? A warranty me? company <laughs> denied my warranty. Did they even put it on the wow. Carfax, too, and they still deny i tell you what. Oh, I'll tell you what. You know, it. it at the end of the day, who's out on this one? Now I can't get my sixth Ryobi. So you know what I had to do? 
I'll be damned. I had to walk down to aisle nine and buy no, him a pressure no, washer. No, no. <laughs> and they jacked the price up. It ain't even $99 anymore. It's $134.95 for one of bastards. <laughs> you got to cover all your warranties. Yeah. Today's price ain't yesterday's like, I'm going to have to blow through another five of these. Man, they got Dustin's picture up on the wall. Back to the Ryobi family. Yeah, Ryobi's got me on their blacklist. Yeah. I actually, uh, when I was mobile, I used uh, Sun Joe made a unit where it could detach from the top. It actually put distilled water in the top of it, and it's battery powered. So I didn't have to use anyone's water. I could use distilled water. Um, I just brought it around in gallons, dumped it in the top. So I love that when I was mobile. I've been using it in my shop, but the Ryobi, it's like the $300 one, the 2000 PSI. It's the larger handle one. And I've never had an issue. But if I did see that question on the Facebook group, I would have to send them a video of me taking my yard sprinkler going like this and just throwing it under the car. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I mean... I, I'm, I don't know if you guys saw, but when Dustin's uh, fifth Ryobi blew up, mine blew up at a customer's house as well. It just, you know, I saw a spark, never turned on again. So I, I like Dustin, tried to do the warranty and they said, hell no, sir. And I had to go buy another one. But I have since switched over to I have one of the new active ones. But I also nice. found a pressure washer that can also suck. It's a small unit. It's a little one. That can also suck water out of a water tank. So I have a 17-gallon tank in the back of my truck, and I'm able to just – I can do about, about two cars, about one, two cars with it, and it's able to, to suck water like like um, like uh, they call it like, uh, like air through it. You just have to prime it, and then it's able to uh, suck the water out of it. Um, but as far as pressure washer goes, I think people make it real complicated. You know, if you're just starting out, get whatever you can afford at the time and then kind of work your way up to a more expensive unit. But – you kind of get what you pay for it, but I had one of those Ryobi $100 ones go for almost four years. <laughs> it just kept going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm never going to kill this thing. And one winter, I left it out in the outside when it got down, down to like nine degrees, went to go turn it on. And it just, there was like ice coming out the one end. And I was like, well, I think this is broken. And it was. So that was the end of that mm-hmm. one. Nick, I know you guys use a power washer at the dealership, right? Every dealership, it comes standard uh, yeah. with a power washer. A lot of times you guys will even put a heat burner on them, which is awesome. But when you're at your house or when you're not at the dealership, uh, are you into power washers or what do you like to use? Totally. Totally. So like I, I started with, you know, like you said, you know, the Honda gas, it, ours is from like the early nineties or eighties and it's an old tank, you know, it's powerful, but I don't really like the ergonomics of using a gas and you know, having to put gas in it and all that. I prefer electric at the house, you know, I've got a active VE52 kit from the Chef's Garage with all the hosing, the real, the nice wands, the whole shebang, and it is so lovely. It's so ergonomic to use, hot, really high flow for a cheap pressure washer, to be honest, like around 2 GPM at 13, 1400 uh, PSI. So, so fun, easy to use. Um, huge, like 50, 60 foot hose. It's really great. I know it's not, not going to last me forever, but I'm only using it, you know, once every couple of weeks. So I don't really have to worry about it. Um, but for work, um, 
we've got these two like Frankenstein industrial electric units that, you know, have oil in them. They got to change the oil every couple of months and they run for probably each run like running on for probably four hours a day, six days a week. And both have had to have maintenance, like some both have broken down at one point, but it's been once in two years, two to three years each. So overall, they're abused and used very heavily. Um, I think they're made by like Dayton, I think. Um, Dayton is the pump. Yep. There's Dayton pumps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got Dayton pumps. Um, A lot of times those at dealerships, you know, they they'll take them and they'll buy a a pump and they'll, they'll put it onto the motor, you know, and then they'll mount it and you'll usually have somebody that'll kind of craft those together. That's what we used to do and we would install them and we would put the pumps on and yeah, it it is interesting. You know, you mentioned about them running for six hours a day. Well, there's plenty of dealerships that, yeah, they're running six hours a day and then they'll put them down and let them run with them on, but not actually letting the water go through them for six hours a day, you know, and then that's really fun when they pull the trigger and the cold water comes in, hits the hot water. And then you've got, uh, you got the cylinders inside the pump that are ceramic. And when you got a hot ceramic that gets hit by cold water, what happens? Correct. Um, Guilty and very guilty about that. I get all my guys a lot about it because I'll come into the base and they're not washing the car, you know, the tire stands on the car and it's dry and I'm, I'm hearing the pump running and I'm like, dude, I told you about this. This is what burns out the freaking pumps. Yep. You got to at least turn the thing off. And uh, we have a, a, a supplier here um, in Nashville that does some maintenance on them. They can rebuild them, put the new pumps on, and they have their own pressure washers that are pretty cool too. Um, and they've, they've helped us out with that. Um, and on one of them, they installed a, a, an on-off start switch on a timer. So if 15 seconds it off, um, it'll shut off the machine and then that stopped working. So it's just kind of running, yeah. but we, they take the abuse. What can I say? We tried those too. And I, we could never get them to, to stay working either. The best thing I ever found. And if anybody has a, 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 a bay that they've got a power washer that is used a lot and you're concerned about somebody setting it down and having this, this heat start to rise up, the best way that I found to do it is stick it on a, a, a drum, put it on the drum Ooh. and then take a, take a hose and run it down into the drum. Now you don't want to suck up. There's what's, what's at the unloader, right? There's a part that when the pump turns itself off, it should start unloading and it'll circulate this water through the pump. But usually that circulation hose is only about 12 inches. Now for yeah. most of us, 12 inches is way more than we ever need. But in this circumstance, you actually need a lot more than 12 inches. And so I would put feet up hose and make it coil down into, and I would basically, in a sense, what is that that's at the front of everybody's car that helps cool things off, right? That's kind of the exact same thought process that that I tried to run through, through there. So definitely is a great way. And that's the only way we were able to help dealerships solve that problem. So, yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that up. That's cool. Cool. I wish we had um, I would know, the say, wall-mounted uh, Cranswell solution, but someday. Um, I would say, listen, you start off with whatever you can afford. You know, I've done the Honda. I've done the Sun Joe. I've done like a little AR. Um, and once I thought it was my time to step up my game, got the Cranswell. Worked great for two years. What, what Marty just described, 
is exactly oh. what happened. Went to go fix it. While it's in the shop for like four months, I did the Ryobi thing. I did the Greenworks exchange. I was done over here. I had to go to the other place and get the Greenworks one. Like, had to keep it going, but they worked. Still did the same job. Stuff finished. That's all that really mattered at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you know, that, uh, that back and forth is awesome. I'm glad everybody else utilizes that as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not awesome anymore. Well, <laughs> they cut me off. <laughs> yeah. But you, what, that's why you get the warranties because you're good to go. I mean, I've gone through so many of the smaller ones without a problem. And then I have my, my gas power now my backup, but the only reason why I switched from gas power to my electric was um, just because of when I was starting earlier out here to beat the um, the cutoff, the noise pollution of, you know, if I start off at five in the morning, it, you can't run anything until seven. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to switch things up or, or kind of move things around. So I, from, you know, my Briggs and Stratton with a, with a pump, put a regulator on it so that I can run my, my gas powered all day long. And I never have to pull the trigger because it's got a regulator in it where it hits a valve and then it's constantly moving water through the pump back into the tank so water is always moving through the the pump in the tank and then when that valve kicks on when i hit the trigger it shuts that valve off so that i can actually get the proper water learn that trick because i burned up a motor the first time and it's going ur, ur. i'm like oh crap what's going on and it wasn't getting water and it's because i had to have another pump to push the water but now i've got uh i have finally invested in a little bit more after um four of my local shops have uh, pretty much banned me from doesn't matter what kind of power washer it is. Uh, they will not even <laughs> offer me. Oh, uh, oh. because I, dude, I had I had literally three different places receipts in my my van all the time going. Oh, this is bad. Got to replace this. So I always had an extra backup, and I literally had one time I had like three uh, power washers that were still in boxes that I was swapping. They're like, why do you have to put it? I'm like, well, because I realized that the over the counter power washers they got me by. And so I tell everybody the same thing. Use what you need to buy, but do not spend the money that you can't afford. So 10 years later, I finally was able to afford yeah. the transit. But I also did my research of why I wanted it because it also took the level of, it took another pump out nice. because with the transit, that specifically was either gravity fed or pulling from buckets and stuff like that. But it has the ability- yeah. So Cranzel, so is that basically you're you're saying, hey, at the end of the day, you had all this stuff, everything. End of the day, Cranzel's the one for you. I like gas. I like I love gas every day. Uh, that's the one I use if I can go to that. But because I'm trying to be a little more eco friendly mm. and not be so crazy about things, I'd like to be able to shut my doors a little bit. And my van is quiet; people don't even know I'm there. So yeah. that, yeah. but I, if if my Cranzel breaks. I literally will go back to my gas powered in a heartbeat because it right and true 3,200. If it's too much, I just turn it down. I'm good to go. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, guys, uh, I'm pretty much done with my beer. <laughs> it's just time to tab out. All righty guys. So, uh, I got a good story for this one. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pick this question. I had three that I sent Marty. So, what is the most embarrassing situation you've ever been in 
adoring a detail. For me, it was the first time I had a $400 detail, and I was all excited because it was on one car. It was a full detail. And I show up. I did the full interior. I opened the back of my truck, and I forgot every single clean towel I was supposed to bring because I did laundry last night. And I'm literally just like, the customer is standing right there, and I'm trying to act cool as I'm picking up all these dirty-ass rags, trying to sit there and wipe down the rest of this car, and I'm, like, sweating. Well, I still got paid, but I was literally, like, I, I felt like I had to basically tell the customer, I got to leave, I'm sorry. And I drove an hour to get there, and it was way down in softers, and I was just, like, I shouldn't have even accepted the job, and I was, like, 400 bucks, I got to do it. And I literally was, I got home, and I was, like, never again. So now I got a little checklist, but I was so, so embarrassed. Like, I was, like, I felt so bad. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm embarrassed when I burn paint. Those are really, those are the only two times I've been embarrassed. Uh, the, the, the second one was probably even more embarrassing because it was a guy I used to work for. Uh, he was a tent shop and in college I would drive around picking up the cars for him, right? It was my summer job and it was great as a summer kid, right? I, I mean, college, I'd go pick up Infinities. Actually, Jackie Cooper, right? This dealership that we talk a lot about here. I would go pick up cars at their Infinity, uh, their Porsche, their Mercedes. And it was great, right? Loved it. So years later, he called me back to to come work on his truck when he heard I was into detail. Yeah. That embarrassment of walking back up to him and saying, yeah, you know, that scratch that you wanted me to get out and I told you I would get it out. Um, uh, so I got it out, but <laughs> right. But <laughs> fortunately though, right. He'd been around for so long. He knew plenty of body shops and somebody took care of it for him real quick. No issues. And I got saved. I got saved. No doubt because I was extremely embarrassed walking back into the shop that, uh, <laughs> oof, you know, he trusted me He employed me and boom. Ouch. Not fun. Dustin? Yeah, those are tough, tough pills to swallow. I've been, I've been down that road a time or two. Ah, shoot, man. Uh, I haven't had an embarrassing one in a, in a while, but uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. When you're mobile detailing and you just had that Chick-fil-A earlier and then it oh. creeps up on you and you're like, oh, oh. Taco oh, Bueno. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that muchaco, man, that'll do it to you. That you got you got turtle head poking out. Oh, trying to get done. So I was. Oh no! Yeah. Tip, for, tip from the wise: Coleman makes one hell of a fancy camping pole <laughs> for the back of your van or your box trailer. You just one? put the tablets no. in there. It's got a fresh water and a gray water tank. Nice. Lifesaver, get you. No, you guys gotta get the tailgate one that you uh that puts uh, the tailgate. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, because the tailgate one that's the one that has the bidet on it, right? Yeah, right there. You uh, rinse everything off time. and get back to the car. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, my polishing. Yeah, I definitely, um, I, I'm gonna piggyback off Dustin. Definitely blew up a customer's bathroom and it was like a million. Oh, <laughs> oh. That, was, that was rough. That was rough. I usually mm-hmm. hold it until I can go anywhere that's the only time I ever had to do that. Same here. 
That was embarrassing. I forgot about that, Brandon. I, I'm sure, yeah, I bet you yeah. we've all. And mine was, you know, I was going down a lot of what I did when I was doing mobile detailing is I used that as to go do other things, right? Malaysia, we've talked about. But one trip that I took on a regular basis every year was to go down to Leon, Mexico. And it was a medical clinic and we would go and pull teeth, right? It was a true barrio. I mean, it, it, it's a barrio stuff was barely even standing up how they would live in living in on a trash pile. Like it literally was a barrio that was on a, on a trash pile. So rough area. And I got Montezuma's revenge. (laughs) And so then for over a month, they were trying to figure out how to get it to, to not right. Be a revenge, but I'm still a mobile detailer, right? What are you going to do? Montezuma's revenge strikes 10 times a day, at least. Oh, so, God. I remember those, Brandon. I remember them, right? Like running in like, oh, God. Oh, man. Or when you sit down in a public dude. place and then it's just like, it's like, oh, she's Dumb and dumb of status. <laughs> those, those gas station taquitos did me in, Marty. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, tornadoes. And the worst part. The worst part is when you when you're telling your customer like, "Hey, I'll be right back. I'm gonna run down to the store to grab something to drink." How <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, I got you. Go in there, get get you what you want out of the fridge." He's like, "I'm good. I'm, I'm no. gonna get going now. I'll be right back." Yes, yes. I've also had to uh like keep my door halfway open and pee into a bottle that I found in my truck once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I look I up all the time. and I look up and there's a camera staring right at me. I'm like, Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at that point, at that point, all you do is wave. Like I had that. You just wave. Like, oh, get a good show. Like, I've, I've had my, I've had my piss bottle fall out. The oh, oh, no, 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 you're well traveled. Yeah, I've had that, happen. yeah. I get all my shoe. I'm like, oh, bitch. what did you uh, say? Did you say it is what it is? Like, yeah, oh, I, 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 I sprayed it down. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can do, man. You know, just you roll with it, and you're like, oh, man. Oh, it's, it's, I, I was I was never confronted with it, but they had cameras, so they had to see it. Oh, you know, I thought oh. you, meant you dropped it in front of the customer. <laughs> oh no, I just dropped it in the driveway. The, the customers are probably, you know, when they're from their cameras. I don't know, man. I, I always have a customer that pops out every single time when I'm on the very last phase, and I'm like, dude, do you have cameras? He's like, yeah, you don't see them, like. No, dude. I, he's like, and then he pointed out. I'm like, oh shit, man. I'm like, man, you probably seen a whole lot of stuff, man, that I didn't pay attention to. <laughs> it is. Like, oh, God. John's most embarrassing moment. He didn't even know he had because the customer was just laughing at him on the cameras. <laughs> right. I have some customers that I'm just waiting for TikTok to pop up and me get tagged because yeah. um, <laughs> I dropped in my van waving, you know, and I'm like, oh man, it's something, you know. It 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 is what it is, you know, and. It, person you got to do what you do I, I had one guy that worked with me and he literally held it and he's sitting there clenching his butt the whole time while he's trying to squat and wipe the car and i'm like dude you gotta go yeah i said let me go knock on the door and as soon as he knocks on the door she's like oh yeah come on and then she comes out and she goes i have to come out here i'm like why she's like because my whole house stinks now and I'm like, oh, oh. Ooh, brutal wait hold hold on i have Marty, so I, I was doing a car at one guy's house and it was a bit remote. 
And the guy goes, "Listen, we only got we only got part of porta potties here, or no, the, sorry, the bathroom. You can only pee in there. You can't do anything else." I brought my brother with me. My brother looks at me and goes, "Derek, uh, either I'm taking your truck to Quick Check, or uh, I got." And then the customer goes, "Oh, you can go off in the woods." And he pointed. So my brother looks at me, look at him, and he runs off into the woods with paper towels, uh, toilet paper, took care of business, comes back. And the customer goes, you didn't go over that. And he pointed. And he goes, yeah. He goes, there's cameras over there. The guy had trail cameras out the woods. <laughs> and my brother's like, I ain't got no shame. I was like, Pat, like, you didn't have to do that. I would have given you the keys to my truck. Like, that wasn't that serious. <laughs> like, he was just like, all right, cool. Like, laying it off the woods to go take care of it. All right, cooking with Nick. Bro, uh, do you guys remember the first time, like, you ever burnt leather? Like, you ever cleaning it? And then you eat, yes. leather, like, a, a bad through repair? it. Yeah, on a, that was the one die. of my first paid pulled details. the die. That was one of my first like paid details. My uncle and Ed referred me. Um, I did the detail at his house. It was like a neighbor or a friend of his, and they had just picked up like a uh, a a Nissan Rogue used, um, and it was like their first week of ownership. And I go to clean the leather. It was like an APC ten to one, you know, something totally normal, and just. Pull the die right out of it. Nice, you know, spot about that big in the leather. Oh, you know, a good, God. a good inch wide, one by three inches or so. Uh, just pure discoloration. Whoop! Pulled the die right out of it. Ah, uh, hey Rick. Um, well, I tell <laughs> your friends, man. Like, uh, either this seat was like a piece of shit, or it just had a really bad repair, but. <laughs> It's now discolored. He broke the news and, and took that fall for me. So thanks, Rick. Yeah, not fun. Not fun. Well, great tab out question, Derek. Great tab out question. Guys, thanks for having some beers with me. I really enjoyed it. John, great to see you. Kevin, thanks so much. Cooking with Nick. It's underscore grooms. Everybody can go there. Brandon yes, from Shawshank. It's a pleasure as always, brother. And uh, Dustin, man, we'll be uh, cheering you on. Hoping uh, you and your dodges as you continue to wave that one finger at everybody. That uh, it all continues to go well for you. Guys, I enjoyed it. Have a great week. All right, community, what a fun episode. This Lone Star beer is pretty tasty. I'm going to have to go grab me another one, even though we've already tabbed out. But... Hey, if you were listening to this episode and you start going through it and you're like, yeah, yeah, well, I would say this. And you were talking about the, the power washer. Well, here's what I would do. And, you know, when people ask me about uh, customers, here's what I suggest. So if you're that person, you really should think about how you can maximize the way that you help others. And if you're somebody that loves to help each other and help other people that are passionate about car care also, you know, Go to hypercleanstore.com, fill out the form, and let's talk about distribution. Because if you're a guy that enjoys helping others in car care, boy, you would do extremely well as a hyperclean distributor, selling products and encouraging and helping others in their car life. So go on, hypercleanstore.com. Let's have a discussion. Fill out the form. I'll be the one that gives you a call, and we'll chat through how you can grow a distribution company in your area. This is Marshall, and I hope you make it a great day.